baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I'm a little out of breath because I was just stuck in the hallway of the Odyssey building here at WCCO. I have worked here now for a year and a half, and no one ever told me, like, what any of the codes are to open the doors. I'm using other people's logins. It is hard to believe that this company is bankrupt. It is very hard to believe that. But I I was stuck in the hallway with our 405 guest. I had initial confidence in that I opened one door that didn't have a keypad, and then I get up to the second floor and start trying codes. I tried 830. That seemed to make sense. That ain't it. No. Do you know what the code is, Charlie? No idea. I texted Charlie. No idea. Who was very helpful. Hey, I yelled at Susie to go and get you. I had 15 (laughs) seconds here. I'm working the board. I'm doing things. I will get... The, the the code to CCO to the second floor is a five-digit code, which, again, I didn't even know that. If you can guess the code and text it in to 651-461-9226, I will send you. Uh, I, I've got a – well, I have some prizes in, in the room. I have a bottle of vodka. I don't know if legally I can send somebody a bottle of vodka. Feels like no. <sighs> All right. Let's talk recycling. (laughs) Oh, man, this is something that I think about every other Friday when I put my big blue bin at the end of my driveway where I've put uh, and I'm sort of obsessive about recycling. I know what's allowed in there, what isn't allowed in there. I've got in my compost bin that I pay extra to have. So, like, I'm into this stuff. And also, it's been impossible to avoid the coverage of, of, of the change in the recycling market with China changing the way it operates and how that affects our local recycling. The simple question for Susan Hepfron, the recycling market development specialist at the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, who's with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, because Susan did not want to get stuck in the hallway at WCCO. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. I, well, I'm you know I'm a little I'm a little wound up. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little wound up from being locked in the hallway. Well, I'm I'm trying to think of a good five digit code so I can win the vodka. <laughs> it is peak security over here. Let me tell you that much. Let let let's start with the simplest question about recycling. Does the stuff we leave at the end of our driveway does that get recycled? Well, you are not the only one to ask this question. We get it a lot. And the short answer is yes, it's getting recycled, at least here in Minnesota. So we do have a law here in Minnesota that says if recycling is collected for recycling, it must be taken to a recycling facility or some type of end market that makes it into a product, but it must get recycled. So that's kind of the legal answer. But... 
the other answer is that we have a lot of good, what we call end markets, people that buy the material and make it into another product. We have over 330 manufacturers just here in, in Minnesota that use your recycling to make it into a new product. Because that's the key, right? I mean, technically you recycle it. It goes to a recycling center. They do the thing. But if nobody wants to buy whatever it is, that you, the, the new kind of raw recycled uh, pellet or whatever it is you make it in to sell it to a company, uh, it doesn't do a lot of good, does it? Right. So recycling is all about end markets. Yeah. If you don't have end yeah. markets, you don't have recycling. You have It's like a commodity like anything else. Somebody has to want to buy it. And luckily, um, like I said, we have over 330 manufacturers in here in Minnesota, so we have a lot of good local markets. Um, we have regional markets that people buy our material for. And I have to give a hands-off to our Minnesotans because they do a great job of recycling. I think a lot of people are, are like you uh, that are obsessive about it and put their recycling in the curb very clean. They only put the things in that they're supposed to. Um, this is my father's fault. My father was obsessed with this from a young age, and I remember bringing aluminum cans to the aluminum can recycling place, and he'd split the the, the pennies we'd earn with us. So <laughs> I, it started from childhood for me. I'm sure that's a big that's a big factor for making sure the next generations care about this stuff. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yep, absolutely. And when you talked about when it leaves your curb, it goes to these um, these uh, material recovery facilities. And these facilities, you know, it goes through all your recycling is all in one bucket, right? Yep. It goes to these facilities. It goes through conveyors, magnets, eddy currents, um, mechanical, optical sorting, human sorting. And now we have artificial intelligence that they're putting into these facilities. So they have... Um, our companies here in Minnesota have invested a lot to make sure that when all that material comes out the other side, it's pretty clean. And the cleaner the material, the easier it is to sell and the better price you get for it. So in Minnesota, we really don't have a lot of problems um, getting rid of our recyclable material. The only caveat to that is, you know, prices fluctuate, right? It's supply and demand. And so sometimes things get at a lower price and um, it's harder to get rid of. Susan Heffron is with us. She is the market developing uh, coordinator at the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. Uh, We're talking recycling. I find your job fascinating because I think most of us don't think about the fact that you need a customer for this. So to me, the key is that if you're recycling stuff, if you're putting stuff in the bin, patting yourself on the back, I'm doing the right thing. Then it goes off to a recycling center where they, you know, sort it and prepare it to be sold. If the price is crappy where 
the amount of money you're getting is is you know throws the whole thing into jeopardy the the amount of money it takes to operate the system and all of that so so i wonder if you could give us sort of a status report on on where we are on that yeah so actually right now um prices are good um a year ago for corrugated cardboard so when you get stuff online you buy stuff online the truck uh puts it on your on your doorstep all that stuff that comes in that cardboard. A year ago, uh, recyclers were getting paid $35 a ton. Right now, it's $90 a ton. All that paper that you put in there, so your office paper, your junk mail, your magazines, all that type of paper, a year ago, it wasn't worth anything. Uh, right now, it's worth about $50 a ton. So, What changed? What changed the market? Um. It's a question of um, supply and demand again. Yeah. So, um, so more companies are coming up with, with ways to use these recycled products? Right. So, um, for example, we have a new company in Duluth called ST Paper. And now um, that used to be Verso. You know, when you, you come up to Duluth over, over 35, you see the paper plant. Um, so that came online recently. Um, one of the problems that we had was West Rock and St. Paul, they decided to close part of their line. So then the, all that cardboard that was going to them has to find another place. Eventually, the market works itself out. I worry about cardboard. Susan Heffron is the market development coordinator at the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. Because like everyone, Susan, I take my experience and extrapolate it out and assume it's everyone's. And I have so dang many boxes coming to my house that never used to be a part of my life. Uh, I wonder and worry, like, can we recycle our way out of just the massive increase in paper and cardboard and trash and waste and food waste and all this stuff? I feel like our population is not increasing at the same rate when you look at the reports that show how much trash we generate it's uh, concerning to me. Right. And so, I mean, that's why we'd like to, the first thing we want to do is prevent the waste in the first place. So look at what you're buying. Look at um, maybe some different choices. Do you need that, that material? Um, so prevent the waste in the first place. Then we want to reuse what we have, right? Those are the first two things. And then after that, that's when we look at recycling. What yeah. can we recycle? Yeah. And uh, companies need to make it easier for us, too, right? You can't have a package that has three different types of plastic layered. That's going to be hard to recycle. Mm. So we're really looking at companies to, you know, look at your packaging. Um, Be responsible for what you're putting into the waste stream and, and see if we can get that recycled. On the other hand, you know, companies need to use recycled material, in their products and more of them and more are doing that is plastic the trickiest thing i feel like we get the most questions and i'm getting a text from my friend mark over at minnesota gardens where they have thousands and thousands of those kind of garden center recycle uh, you know those plastic trays where the little seedlings grow in and the plants and those go go to the landfill they're not recyclable is that is plastic a challenge because there's so many different types and and what, what is the plastic story? 
Yeah, plastic can be a challenge because if you look at a product, you, they have that little symbol on the bottom, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And really, the, the ones and twos, which are your pot bottles and then your milk jugs and detergent bottles, those are, are highly recyclable. Um, also, your fives, which are your um, cottage cheese containers, your yogurt containers, those have an end market. Also, your plastic film um, that you get, your bread bags, your produce bags, your grocery bags, take those to the grocery store. Don't put them in your curbside. Uh, they'll just get wound yeah. up in, in the machinery. Um, so all those have very good stable markets. Um, it's the ones that uh, that have multi-layers and toys and things like that, that that are hard to recycle. But here in Minnesota, like I said, we do have a lot of good um, uh, end markets for plastic, so a lot of that is getting recycled here. Like the, what, what are they making out of this stuff? So they're making um, a lot of uh, lumber, so your plastic lumber, your plastic decking. Sure. There's a lot of garden um, uh, garden uh, edging, things like that, that they're making here sure. in Minnesota. Some of the furniture um, and that stuff, yeah. Yep, and then we have, uh, yeah, By the Yard and, and Lull Furniture that's making it into, or a company that's making it into furniture. Um, we have a, a brand-new facility in Rogers, Minnesota, called MyPlast um, that just started up, and they're taking all that plastic film. We used to send that plastic film to a company mm. called Trex right. that made plastic lumber, but now you want those local markets because less transportation costs, keep it local, use it locally. Well, this was really interesting, really good information for folks. I know China isn't taking U.S. trash anymore and U.S. recycling, so the fact that we're finding local markets, less driving this stuff around, all of that, I think, goes to the ethos of what people are hoping for with recycling. Susan, this was really great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Susan Heffron, the Recycling Market Development Specialist at the MPCA. 350 weather and traffic. It's snowing out there. We're back in a minute here on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.